Hello everyone and welcome back to the FPL Google Show. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. And today we are going to be taking a look at Game Week 21. So in tonight's show we're going to be discussing the upcoming fixtures, looking at potential key players and uh, differentials. It's been a while since we recorded Geek. I haven't had internet or hadn't had internet for about three or four weeks while uh, I moved and it was painful. To play fantasy football on just like on, on data uh, is, is pretty pretty awful. So yeah, a lot of game weeks have passed us by, but we're back now. Um, let's catch up with our most recent game week scores and then also what's just happened to us generally overall ranks since it was like the week before Christmas. Which is crazy. Game at 13, yes. Game at 13. Um, okay, so from game at 13, I was around 812,000. And mm-hmm. I've, I've um, played my bench boost, my free hit over 17. And, and uh, no, 18 was the blank, wasn't it, I think, mm-hmm. actually. And mm-hmm. then 19 and the double played the yeah. bench boost. Got like eight points on the bench boost from all the Leeds players I, I wildcarded in, which is pretty awful. Um, so, yeah, but I'm up to 159k as nice, of right now. Nice. So. A decent um, jump in sort of from the chips and stuff. So, um, and obviously there is still a game to go tonight. We're, we're recording before the Tottenham Liverpool game. So I imagine um, it's got to be less of a green, that's for sure, considering I only have Salah and I don't mm. have Sun or Kane. So that's a bit of a worry. But um, yeah, I've done all right this week so far. You know, I got um, Stones and Cancelo in um, recently on the wildcard and stuff like that. Stones in, um, I think it was. Uh, for the double, um, who's obviously done really well. Um, yeah, Cancelo been looking like he's going to haul yeah, for ages, and yeah. he finally got it this week. Um, a sort of controversial goal, I guess. It was but, a little bit, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and then you know, Suchek sitting there with his um, <laughs> fifteen points on the bench as usual. I, I've I've never once got his. I think I owned him from sixteen. That's the first time I owned him this year mm. you know, when I wildcarded, and I've benched him for all of his hauls. Uh, I think it was. We, I think it was week 16 where he got another haul or something and I benched him. Um, and yeah, obviously bench boost with him in the double and he gets four <laughs> he points. Four, didn't he? Yeah. And then I benched him again this oh, week and he, and he gets a haul. So um, I'm going to try and play him next week, I think. And, and I'm sure he'll he'll um, blank. So yeah, um, that's just the way that goes. But yeah, Antonio came in as well. He's he's done all right. Yeah, Rodrigo, I, I started him over. It was him or Suchek and, and Rodrigo got an assist at least. But um Suchek somehow managed to get second bench mm. in the end. But um, yeah, but um, I did KDB to Sterling as well. So that netted me 11 points. Um, got the captaincy wrong, annoyingly. But um, yeah, overall, pleased enough, I suppose. And, and just, just need to get rid of the absolute waste of space Rashford. Yeah. <laughs> I've been sort of um, a sort of very gradual upward climb from when we stopped recording. I had a, a fairly decent bench boost week, a fairly decent double game week without being spectacular and I think last week was the highest game week rank or my highest overall rank of the season I got to about 370 and I've just had a really poor I say to Kieran earlier I logged in this morning because I knew it was going to be bad and just to see 31 points and Suchek uh, I think it's been my own or Suchek and Stones my only point scorers I've got three ones uh, zero from James and two I mean I'm going to get three points out off the bench but yeah, really poor game week. So I've fallen about 100 and, 110,000 places down to 470. And I've been contemplating playing the wild card this week to get a, a rid of a lot of muck in the team. I mean, um, a bit like me, you've got the players sort of still hanging over from double game week. Yep. Johnston was one of mine who I brought in. Absolute waste upgrade on that 4.5 million goalkeeper. I mean, the bench boost was yeah. a pretty much a disaster. 
because I hardly got any returns from it. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like wildcarding out of the this sort of botched squad is a good idea. I mean, I've got Adams who's not in good form, James who's not in the team. Uh, I've got Johnson, like I say, who's taken up 0.5 on my bench. Walker Peters and McCarthy have still got the Southampton double up because of the the double. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, that never was. That never was so annoying. I yeah. know. So that and the Leeds double that never was. So yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of um, a lot of dead wood in my team. So I'm I'm thinking about changing a few things around before the weekend. But perhaps tonight's show will help me um, plan a little bit better. But onwards and upwards. So we're going to talk about uh, the game week preview coming up. Uh, we're going to start, of course, with uh, the first game of the game week: uh, Everton against Newcastle. Um, Everton obviously got that 1-1 draw at home against Leicester last night. Calvert-Lewin's back. Rodriguez got his first goal since uh, game week mm. four, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, he's been out for a while, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. and he's obviously not returned in ages mm. as well. So, um, yeah, nice to see him back with a, obviously a nice goal. Um, but, yeah, Everton's fixtures, Newcastle this week. Obviously, great game at home. Uh, then Leeds and then Man United, Fulham and Liverpool. So, Newcastle, Leeds, Fulham. Next uh, three of the next four mm-hmm. look great for goals, at least. Um, possibly clean sheets, but Pickford Howler for um, Leicester's goal. Do you, th- so. do you think it was a bit unlucky? I mean, there's a lot of players. It was wet and it was pretty hard. Do you think it was cutting some slack on nah, that one? No, uh, okay. no, not really. I think that was shocking, honestly. The way he goes down is just like he he's letting it in almost. Mm. It's, it's weird. Um, it was slow, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, as a team... Action. Yeah, as a team, there actually is 1.76 of three goals, but they've only had three games compared to five of others at the moment because they obviously missed uh, one from COVID, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then there was they missed in the blank as well. So, um, yeah, DCL, um, he's obviously back. He missed one game through injury and then one because of the blank. Um, yeah, drops by about 30% ownership because mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was above about 60% at one point. Now he's now on 28%. Yeah. Um, He's not actually returned since week 14, which is obviously not ideal. But yeah, against Leicester, he only managed two shots um, and he only had three touches in the box the whole game. So yeah, zero big chances for him, zero key passes, zero big chances created. And that's with, you know, before we were sort of selling him because he didn't have Richardson, didn't Mm. have Rodriguez, didn't have Dina and all that stuff um, playing with him for the creativity. And now all of those played and he he still didn't really do anything at all. So Mm. um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter seem to be looking back at his way because their fixtures, the next mm. three of the next four, as I said, are really good. Uh, they've probably got a double soon as well because of that blank. And um, But it might feature Man City, who seem to have a lot of doubles coming. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. It, like, he doesn't have the form, but you, you, you're going to bring him in on fixtures, possibly. He's obviously had the form earlier in the season, but I don't know if that's enough to quite warrant it at the moment. I, I'm tempted by James Rodriguez as someone who's even lower ownership, oh, right. who looks like he could hit form again. Who knows? I mean, mm. he has the fixtures to do it. So, um, yeah, it's tempting to go somewhere in the Ever- Everton team at the moment, but um, it's, it's unsure who. And do you not think this is a good a good game week to do it. I mean, the start of the next four, the next four are, are pretty decent. I mean, Newcastle woeful at the mm-hmm. moment. They're the worst form team in the league. They're second highest for expected goals considered over the last five. I think it's only West Brom that are higher than them and they've obviously played Man City and got tonked. So you'd expect Everton to get a couple and you did, well, I kind of think that he's going to come back into scoring form this weekend. I mean, the, the only thing that's like putting me off slightly is that Newcastle did look a lot better in the second half of that other game mm. of the night um, I'm, I can't even remember who they played now was it Palace? I don't 
don't know. No. Anyway, uh, Will, I know that Wilson got assist, and, and I know it was against my team, who, who I had a defender from. Leeds. Um, it was Leeds. Leeds. That, yeah, Meslier. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where we got. Um, so, yeah, they, they looked a lot better. But maybe that's just um, Leeds getting tired of that, that sort of you know, burnout of, of Bielsa ball. Um, but, I don't know, Bruce did something in the second half, and they, and they did look better. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a slight catalyst for them to start looking better, but away at Everton, you're probably not expecting much, um, except an Everton win, I guess. Mm. No, I think that's that's, that's pretty fair enough. I, can't, I haven't really got a lot more to say on the Newcastle front. I think there's nothing there to talk about. I kind of expect an Everton win, and yeah, I think Calvert Lewin back amongst the goals uh, this weekend. Mm. So, are you looking at Vardy to to a yeah maybe? on, on a, your wild card? Something like perhaps that? when we get we get onto the. Well, right at the end, our plans, but I do think I'm going to go with quite a a little bit of a, a template team. But the template team is going to be a lot different than my current team, which is probably why I'm doing so mm. bad. But Calvert Lewin looks <laughs> like he's going to is going to come in um, at the minute. Um, all right, Palace against Wolves. I got to say, Wolves are a bit of a something nothing team. I think at the minute without Jimenez, mm. not one in five. They've just been a bit uninspiring. Not been keeping many clean sheets. It, Sort of really nothing there. I had a look at all their their players and who was actually doing well in expected points. It's actually Neves who's leaving leading the way for them. He's had more big chances than Neto, who's meant to be sort of the creative spark. And Neto was like bigged up and talked about that six million midfielder player, and he's only had one assist in the last five. So, yeah, the Wolves front nothing nothing really at the moment, and their fixtures are quite mixed. So I kind of back Palace in this one. Yeah, I think I do too. Mm. I mean, like Wolves offered absolutely nothing going forward against Chelsea, mm. like literally zero, and that that was probably a good time to face Chelsea yeah. as a new manager. So, uh, who who they had like one training session before they played the game. So, um, yeah, expected a little bit more, and I'm not expecting much from Wolves in general no. at the moment. Um, until uh, that, William Jose has just come in. He he looked okay when he came on. He obviously didn't really get enough time, but he has he scored ten plus goals each season for the last three again yeah. for Real Sociedad in Spain so I think he, he could be a decent um, sort of striker for them I don't know if he's going to be a good FPL mm. option but he, he could fill him in his shoes that, that Fabio Silva has failed to do so um, maybe uh, wait and see on him but yeah, um, yeah Palace so Zaha I, I think he's he's worth a look at at mm. a punt right now mm-hmm. so the fixtures look really good. Wolves, Newcastle, Leeds, Burnley, Brighton. Like that's it's not bad, is that, it? That just the next five is just five fixtures that you would always want to own as Aha. Mm. So um yeah, fourteen point eight percent owned, so he's still a differential under fifteen percent. Fifth highest scoring mid. Oh, wow. Didn't expect to see that. Um two points more than Sterling, four more than KDB, which is um I don't know, just bonkers when you think about mm. it. Um so yeah, the next six fixtures look great for a punt. Um Against uh, well, the last four he's had seven shots, which is not high uh, in particular. I think he did miss one game, um, one big chance, two key passes, zero big chances created, uh, xG of zero point eight nine and xA of zero point three two. But um, yeah, stats aren't the best, but historically, and he's not been that reliable when he's had a good fixture run either. So um, it's punty. That's true. But it's Zaha, yeah. and he can he can go. He can get braces. He can get. He, I think he's on penalties now, and so you know, I, I think he's. Worth a look. It, there's people like Grealish and stuff like that, and mm. Barnes who look like, oh yeah, there's a Grealish and Barnes that I should I should be getting. But Azaha looks tempting yeah. too because there's yeah, it surprises me. outside of the yeah, it's, it surprises me still that he's under fifteen percent. You know, when he's that high up, why do you think people are a bit reluctant to put him in? Because usually, it, if someone's looking for a replacement, I wouldn't say casual player because I'm almost that now. But like if when you're looking at the high like this 
the total rankings, you see someone like Grealish who's just above him, he's got nearly 40%, and Zaha's just under that with 15. I don't, I don't know, uh, probably just because of his history of being yeah. like unreliable, of just being inconsistent as hell. Mm. Um, I think if he scores at all this week against Wolves, I think uh, a lot of more talk will be on him yeah. um, as a sort of go down from Rashford, a sort of that sort of mid-price 7 million uh, player. I think he, he could be a go-to. But, um, you know, there is the Barnes, there is the Madisons that yeah. have a great fixture as well and fixture runs. So um, they're obviously in a better team. Um, but do they score as many goals? I'm not really sure. Like, Saha is their, their one yeah. area for, for goals. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm tempted. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, talking about um, players who are tempting, let's move on to the Man City game against Sheffield United because we're a bit sport for choice at the moment. We were just talking before we started... Um, if I play this wild card, where would you see the best investment for Man City? Because they are playing some fantastic football at the moment. They've got points all over the pitch, apart from their strikers, of course. But everyone's chipping in. And do you double up at the back or do you double up in midfield? I mean, Cancelo's looking great value. He, he could, like he did at the weekend, explode. Stones has been, well, steady and then spectacular in the double game week. And Diaz, the same, steady. And yeah, um, so, yeah, lots of choice. So obviously the next two fixtures are great, Sheffield mm. United and Burnley. They, they obviously historically smash Burnley most of the time as well. Even though Burnley are a good team defensively, um, they usually always smash Burnley. Yeah. Um, then Liverpool and Tottenham and Arsenal after that. So so not ideal for, for triple up. Um, but um, when Edison, Stones and Diaz have started this year, they've not conceded a single goal. Wow. So, um, that's pretty good. Um, their XG is 12.68 with 15 scored, which is first. Their XGC of 2.34, and they only conceded one, which is garbage time one versus Chelsea mm. in like the 96th minute or something like that. So they've barely conceded as well. Um, so <laughs> honestly, it's pretty hard to tell you double up on defence for attack because who knows. <laughs> but Gundogan is obviously offering value of 5.7 mm. million. Uh I, I had the opportunity to go there from KDB this week. I mean, you had KDB as well, right? Didn't you? Did yeah. Did you? Yeah. Who did you I sell? Who did you get from? You get yeah. some. Okay. Um, so I went straight to um, Sterling, who obviously netted me eleven points, and I, I think he's going to do well. Mm. But he's obviously way more expensive at eleven points something. Um, so, but Gundogan five point seven million, eleven point six percent owned. He's only going to keep going up and up. Mm. I mean, we're going to talk about him in the sort of. Um, differentials and captaincy video but um his numbers are, are crazy at the moment honestly um they're, they're kdb bruno salad type numbers and um yeah at that value he's he's really hard to ignore mm. what do you think of him? yeah well he looks like when you watch the games he's just getting in the right position and man city have been crying out for someone to put the ball in the back of the net and it's funny that it's mm. it's been him i mean it's it's good as well that he's had the odd penalty and that sort of boosted his appeal a little bit. I don't know if Sterling will come back to trying to take some, but his Sterling's penalty record <laughs> is, is awful. But yeah, Gunnardan has been yeah really, really impressive. And the goal he scored, or the two goals he scored um, against West Ham, the other, uh, sorry, West Brom the other night, were just, you'd expect that of like a number nine, like bustling forward, like especially the second one where he like knocks someone out of the way, nice... Uh, nice touch, mm. good control, and then just finding the bottom yep. corner. So yeah, he's he's looking really really sharp, and we're getting to a point in uh, the season now where the, you could build a team with like eighty five million budget. You've got Gunnadan, you've got Suchek, you've got players like Grealish. I mean, if you just Saka. Take, yeah Saka as well. You take a look at the sort of the high scoring 
players in each position. There's, I mean, I know the premiums are out in front for for midfield, especially with Fernandez, Son, and Salah. But after that, Grealish, like I say, those players are making a bit of a mockery of their price tag this season. So, yeah, I think he he's a really good shout, and he's a good alternative to Sterling as well because Sterling can he can be a frustrating player to own Sterling. Like he he ended up getting the goal and assist, but. For, for the premium pop price tag, when Gunnar has been putting in these big scores since maybe what last seven or seven or so game weeks, and yeah, it does make you think I could be saving money here and spending it elsewhere. Yeah, and um, speaking of value and sort of elsewhere, like mm. the seven of the last eight game weeks, the top the top scoring player has been a defender. Wow! So I mean, there you go. There, none of them are over like seven million basically mm. anymore. I think. Um, what Robertson maybe Robertson, just did seven point yeah. one or something, um, but yeah, everyone else Stones last on the double twenty seven points. Cancelo this week so far was seventeen points. Like Keane in game of eighteen, eleven points. Yeah. Like Tierney in game seventeen, eighteen points. There was me House, and then the one outlier was McTominay randomly, and then and then Holgate after that. So um, yeah, there's there's the, there's sort of value as you mm. say in 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 all these defenders at the moment, and Stones is proving great value at five point two or three now i think he's yeah, got up to so yeah. he's he's picking up ownership and and um yeah uh people are not ignoring him anymore that's for sure because no. he seems to be nailed on because there's this partnership has not conceded the goal all season no. so yeah at 19 percent owned now so, um at 5.2 yeah hard to to look past him and then one of stones one of Cancelo and diaz is, is another one and then and gunduan then you can probably have no. son kane and bruno and salah probably exactly, yeah. so Oh, it's trying to find that right balance. I mean, even just talking about defenders, I mean, we'll probably get on to a bit later, but like Cresswell is top of the defender um, standings for total points. And yeah. Who would have said that at the start of the season? He started at 5 million and he's on about 90, I think 92 points right now. So, yeah, there's been yeah. some nice surprises this season. Um, I don't think there's any nice surprises at Sheffield United. Obviously, amazing result last night away at United, picking up that 2-1 victory, but their, their numbers have been as they have been all season, pretty poor, fairly mid-table for XG. But surprisingly, they're ahead of the likes of Everton, Southampton and Leeds and Fulham over the last five. So that was a, a bit of a surprise when I looked at the numbers. But yeah, no one really to recommend. And they've got some tough fixtures coming up. I think West Brom home game after this City game is a, is a not really a make or break because I think they are too far too far adrift. But if they if they beat them, they match West Brom on 11. So yeah, they, they could be... Could be some hope, but we're meant to see. Anyway, should we move on and talk about uh, West Brom themselves very briefly? They play um, Fulham. Yeah, Fulham at the weekend, mm-hmm. and then Sheffield United, as you say, um, and then Tottenham, Man United after that, yeah. and then Burnley. So the, the, the three of the next five are like okay-ish. Um, yeah, team stats, XG of 4.66 for four scored, but that's two penalties included mm. in that, which has helped a lot. Um, the XGC of 9.47 with 13 conceded, was dead last at the moment. And they're conceding a lot at home at, the, at this point. So um, Fulham could come up here and rock five past them as well. Um, I think Sam's record of not being relegated with the team is, so I think, surely happen. going. Yeah, yeah it's going this year. So um, Pereira is just someone who looked okay in the um, double. Um, 5.6 million, 0.9%. So it's big differential. Um, 2, 15, 9, and, and 2 in the last three weeks. Uh, which is obviously quite good, mm. uh, and his blanks to come against Arsenal and Man City, but he had two penalties in that time as well. Um, yeah, relegation battle game this week. If you're a Maverick, I think he could be worth a look. Mm. Uh, seems to be nailed on now after uh, coming back into the team. Um, six shots, two big chances, five key passes, one big chance created. That's not that's not the worst. No. Um, so uh, if if you have 
I mean, I don't know why you would ever go for him whether there's Sakas and Sucheks and Gundwans, but um, yeah, <laughs> just someone to have a look at if you really want. No, like I think the interesting thing about West Brom at home is just how, well how poor they are. So you think any team rocking up here has a has a chance doing? I think um, I saw that they've got an average of two point nine expected goals per seeded, uh, expected goals conceded at home this season. I mean that's like a full goal worse than any other team. So yeah, heading into this one, I do kind of fancy fancy Fulham, but um. Yeah, nothing really on the the Fulham side to get excited about on the attacking front. Maybe Cavallero, maybe Luckman, but neither of them have been pulling up um, trees recently. And when you consider their sort of prices similar to what someone like Suchek is at 5.3 or Gunadan a bit more expensive at 5.7, there's nothing nothing really there. Maybe if you like you say if you're looking for a one one game week punt, I do kind of think that yeah, Fulham. Fulham win this one this weekend, but it's it's difficult to want to back any of their players at the minute. Yeah, I just don't know why you would ever spend the money. Like, yeah, because they're so inconsistent and they're not going to be scoring enough. So I think you would just go for a Suchek, who you just keep first bench if you're going around that price, or you just go to a four point five. I just don't worry about it. No, yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's go on to something a bit more interesting. Let's talk about Arsenal against Man United. Man United, of course, like we just mentioned, that surprise defeat against Sheffield United last night. Now they another must win game away. At, um, well, an Arsenal team that are quite in form at the minute. They're looking quite good. Yeah, their XG is 8.41 mm. with 10 scored. Mm. And so they're hitting a little bit of form in front of goal. Um, and their XG is pretty good too. Um, at three, they've only actually one conceded. So um, I've got holding on my, um, I think, second bench this for the coming week. Um, yeah. Uh, didn't play him this week, which is obviously a good decision in the end. But um, yeah, he, he's obviously providing value at 4.5 million. Um, but he's kind of stinking up the... The bench at the same time, so I don't know when I'm going to play him because the fixtures on paper look bad, yeah. but then they they actually have been doing all right. So um, I think I can definitely play him next week against Wolves. Villa away seems kind of mm, tough, tough um, yeah. and then Leeds at home, who obviously Leeds seem to score goals as well. So there's only one game in the next three or four I could really definitely want to play him. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking maybe a holding to a Mitchell, someone like that, just oh, to yeah. save some funds at this point might be worth it. Um, but I quite like his his sort of security of being nailed on and yeah. in a good defensive team. He's not much, and that money, I can just he? I can just put him on the field if I ever need to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a bad shout. Um, anyway, so uh, talking of sort of informed players at Arsenal would be Lacazette, eight point three million, six point four percent. But you know he's a free hit and bench boost troll because his only blanks in the last five weeks have been when people actually bought him, yeah. including my. Uh, I think you got him on free hit, did no, you? No, I or, didn't. No, I swear. No, I, didn't. I actually didn't either. Actually, but a lot of people did, mm. and Saka as well. I bought I, who I did buy on free hit, who bent, uh, blanked in the mm. in the free hit blank week, uh, but did score in the double, and, and has obviously returned recently as well. So, um, but yeah, like I said. Uh, eight, seven, twelve, two, two, and eleven in the last five, which is obviously mm. those two blanks in the in the, the doubles and the uh, the blank as I said. Um, fixtures over the next three don't look great for goals. So obviously, Man United, Wolves, and Villa, um, all three you'd say are decent yeah, defensive teams. Yeah. Man, Man United obviously conceding two to Sheffield United not great. Um, but the, the, those three teams are all high for or, or amongst the best for XGC and goals conceded. Um, so. Yeah, he's had six big chances, which is first of all strikers, uh, first in the game at the moment, actually. Mm. Um, XG of 3.15, which is first of all players as well, and XA of 1.05. Nine shots, six key passes, one big chance is created. Uh, 27 points. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually with those sort of stats, the community would be all over someone like that, but it's just it's Lacazette. 
it's in an Arsenal team and, and I don't know, people just aren't looking that way. And, I, and you can obviously see why, I guess, because he is a bit of a troll because he, he blanks when you really need him yeah. to score. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been interesting one the last couple of weeks watching Arsenal sort of rise back up the table after Lampard obviously not give, getting given time when Chelsea are in a bit of a rut. It goes to show that Arsenal board, I suppose, kept favour of Arteta when they were really struggling and they're putting on such a good good run. It, I honestly didn't expect Lacazette to become a sort of key player for them in this time. And like you say, mm. it's annoying for anyone that had him on the bench boost and the free hit, but... The, the 8, 7, 12 and 11 scores around that not to be argued with he's, he's, he's looked good and he's part of or the main reason they're having a bit of a resurgence up the table do you think he's I mean United before last night United's defence Manchester United's defence had been had been pretty good they'd had three clean sheets in the last five games they'd looked well obviously quite tight in that game at Anfield in the, uh, in the Premier League before the Sheffield United game do you think it's you see high scoring this one because I kind of think it's been a bit of a, a cagey counter. Again, no, yeah, I don't see it high scoring honestly. Mm. Um, but it's it's too risky to play holding. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, because it could be because you know I've got Fernandez, I'm going to want him to score. Um, so I'm I'm definitely selling Rashford. I think, mm. but at the same time, like as like. I look at Rashford and I think the only games he's actually any good in are games where he can be on the counter attack. Yeah. And and an Arsenal game you would expect them to at least attack a bit. Obviously, I think the last game against between them was nil-nil as well, mm. wasn't it? Or, or Arsenal scored they one penalty, penalty didn't they? So, yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to be tight, and it could be one-nil either way, honestly. Mm. Well, you know, have got that such a great record on the away from home this season. I think they've won 12 of their 14, but mm. I do think this is going to be a really difficult one for them. And I mean, I've got the armband, looks like on my preview it's on Bruno at the moment, but that's simply because I haven't played the... The wildcard, yeah, it's likely going to go to a, a City player, but I, I do think, um, I mean, Bruno has actually blanked three times in the last four. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes mm. it four in the last five. I, I do think it's going to be that difficult a game, and United might play it a bit like they did at Anfield. They try to sit back and try and hit him on the counter attack, and I think Arsenal's defence at the moment is good enough to to keep them out. So, yeah, and also United's XG suffered a little bit as well. So in the last five, I mean, say suffered a little bit. In the last five, they've slipped to the fifth highest record for expected goals. And before that, so that's behind, sorry, uh, teams like City, Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham. And the previous five games before that, they were ahead of City, top of the league. So there's been a bit of a re- regression in front of goals. So, um, yeah, I'm not I sure I fancy them this weekend. I think it's down to Bruno's form. He's just, yeah. um, obviously, he came off the bench in the FA Cup and great free kick, but what, what else did he really do? I know mm. it's just his form, I don't know, attacking-wise, it, it, just not quite there at the no. moment. I just need to get him back on top of things. And then, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to be get, getting fed the ball enough. I think that's just, he's just not being passed to mm. enough in the middle of the, the park. And it's just, it's Rashford and Martial doing absolutely nothing. They they needed Cavani last night. They Maybe did. he's just too yeah. old to play every game. But, um yeah, Cavani seems to be the one that sort of is linking them all together at the moment. Yeah. So they need him on the pitch. Just a quick shout out just to, to Luke Shaw because he, he's had 13 key passes in his last five games. So that's the second highest of all United players. Two behind Bruno. But to have 13 key passes as a defender is pretty amazing. He's had two, he's created two big chances. XA of 1.29 in the last five. So he's been a bit unlucky not to get any returns. And those 13 key passes are more than any other defender at the moment. So yeah, cementing himself as the best left back in the league, I'd probably say. I mean, he needs to play because Teller was absolutely awful. Oh, last yeah. Absolutely awful. <laughs> All right, but he did get an assist, Teller. You owned him this season. 
You own Tellez. Because I, because I expected him to be really good coming yeah. from Portugal and, and his sort of reputation, but not happened. No, it's not happened at all. All right, Southampton against Aston Villa. The Saints forward line is a, a bone of contention for me because Adams, well, like you said, they should have had a double. I had Adams. I wouldn't have picked him otherwise. And not. Yeah, obviously, same. since then, he's been such a fluff. And he's sort of, de- also as well as being a fluff himself, he's dented Danny Ings's appeal. I watched the, the like extended highlights of the game the other day, uh, the Arsenal Saints game, and like whenever there was a ball in the box for Southampton, Ings was miles away, and it was always like falling to or near Adams. I was thinking that last season that was it was only Ings in the box, and I kind of feel like Adams has pushed him to the side, even though they're playing two up front, and he's not, he's nowhere near as clinical. What? Why? Why do you think this happened? Answer it, Kieran. <laughs> Tell me. Well, he's had one goal and one assist since week ten. Yeah. Uh, two returns in week in in ten weeks. That is. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, his his xG of zero point three five and xA of one point zero point one five mm. over four weeks, which is very poor. I mean, that's yeah. Average that per game is probably like zero point one ish, like below that per, per game for XG, which is shocking yeah. for a striker. I mean three shots in four weeks, zero big chances, one key pass, zero big chances created. I think he did miss a game through that concussion protocol thing, but still uh, I mean he might even need to be dropped from the team. Um played long. Yeah. I mean that's probably even worse, but um maybe Ings up by himself. Oh, no, I'm I, I yeah, let's go back to maybe. last season and make Danny Ings an option yeah. again. But was he ever always by himself? I guess Adams did sort of come back in eventually, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, like in Project B start a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, Ings by himself could be good. Mm. Um, but I, I, their teams at the moment, they seem to be struck by a lot of injury um, worries because their teams lately have been full of kids. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Saints not looking great right now. Um, I'm I, I have McCarthy. I'm playing in versus Villa at the moment, um, but don't really want to. Honestly, I, I'm. I would like to sell if I can. I know I've had such a nightmare with keepers this season because I don't. I had obviously Ramsdale all that time, and swapped them both out on the wild card. And now I, I've got like double Southampton defence with Walker Peters injured. I don't really fancy McCarthy. I'd be happy to pay the extra money to get um, Pope or maybe even Martinez or, or Leno. What? <laughs> Why don't you bring Ramsdale back in on your I don't want to bring Ramsdale back in. He's awful. <laughs> for old time's sake. For old time's sake, yeah, okay, I'll do it for old time's yeah. sake. How, let's yeah. just have a quick look. How many points has Ramsdale got? He's 50 points so far this season. He's played every game. Johnson's got more than it, like six more than him, and he's only missed. Anyway, Ramsdale was awful. And also, I don't think it was a foul last night when Maguire like, went up no. for him and then Martial tapped it in. No, yeah, it wasn't. Flappy, isn't he? Um, anyway, all right, so on to the Villa side of things. Three losses and five. Um, with that, after that late comeback from Burnley last night, which kind of surprised me because felt mm. Villa like back in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, Villa are ticking along and doing all right, but yeah, they've hit a bit of a rougher patch at the minute, and um, uh, yeah, they not look good defensively either. So they're third worst um, for XGC in the league in the last five, um, which is kind of a a bit of a surprise as well. A lot of people have Martinez. Um, makes me laugh really because I was looking at players I could have and nearly bought for the for the double. And Matt Target was one because I was thinking, oh, keep a clean sheet in that Newcastle game. And how the yep, hell yep. he scraped out, or he scraped out of that double game week with like that eighteen points because he got the, the cleaner against City and then the assist cleaner and bonus against Newcastle. So yeah, 
big, big. But um, yeah, they're not great, doing great defensively. Um, but in attacking wise, they're still up there. So eight point four six is the fifth highest expected goal total, and thirteen big chances is actually the highest. Oh, sorry, the yeah joint highest total of all teams in the last five. So yeah, they're they're looking quite quite smart. Watkins, of course, scored again last night. I think the pro problem with him is from a FPL point of view is when he has too much time to finish, he's not. He's not the best. Like that one where he was put through one on one, he had two yeah. bad touches and rushed it. Yeah. Whereas that one where he like ran across, I think it was Ben Mee for the first goal. I was like, that's, a, that's such a top finish. And uh, another Matt Target assist. Not that I've got anything against Matt Target. But yeah, 6.2 million. And they've got some good fixtures coming up, and his numbers are good. 10 shots in the box in the last five, five big chances, specter points of 29. So comparing that across all forwards puts him second overall for big chances and top for expected points. So. I kind of think that the Watkins over the next couple of games could be good. You had him, didn't you, a while back? Yeah, I did, and he was very frustrating mm. to him. But but I do really like watching him because he gets so many chances, yeah. and you know there's there's a there's some massive holes around there. And if he just just gets better with some finishing, then he he's going to be a really good striker in this league. Yeah. Um, and I'm tempted to take a hit for him this week, honestly, because I mm. I'm kind of bored of Bamford I'm bored of Rodrigo I don't want both no. two Leeds um, strikers anymore because obviously I got them for that wild card yeah. and supposedly got a double game week and I'm uh, Bamford's lost form um, I wish I could do Rodrigo to, to Watkins but I'm like 0.1 short because Watkins went up last night um, which is really annoying but um, mm. Bamford's lost form so I don't mind losing Bamford and just keeping Rodrigo as a cheap option eventually and then possibly downgrade him at some point as well so um, yeah Rashford to to Sun and and, and a Bamford to to Watkins. I'm tempted by because because they're going to have a couple doubles as yeah. well coming as well for Villa. So, um, yeah, I think we probably need to get on onto a few of them. Um, and obviously Grealish always looks good. Oh god, but, yeah. but Watkins um, as only six point two, I think it could be the way to go for my team at least because um, I like the power midfield um, and and the cheaper strikers and, and Watkins got this the sort of decent enough fixtures yeah. and um, and and form. So yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I feel like this. T I mean, plotting all these wildcard teams in my head, every time we go through a team tonight, I'm kind of thinking, oh yeah, they'd be good in my team. And there's going to be too many players I want to fit in. But I think you're right. I think yeah. there's, there's more value in the um, the midfield at the minute. But the problem is you spend so much on these sort of cheaper midfield options. Maybe I'm probably going to have Suchek and Gunnar Dan. You've got like just so much money left in the bank. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, there's, there's your cane. You're yeah. forced into a cane then, I think. Yeah, but that's true. Nothing wrong with Harry Kane. Probably not bad. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. All right, we're on to Sunday, and starting the uh, the day on Sunday is a whopper of a fixture. Chelsea have got to prove why it was a good idea to bring in Thomas Tuchel. Is it Tuchel or Tuchel? Tuchel. I, I don't know. Tuchel. All right. Tuchel. All right. So midday on Sunday, uh, Chelsea welcome Burnley. Nick Pope masterclass incoming. Um, Thirty-three points in the last five for Nick Pope. He's the fifth highest scoring. Uh, player in the game uh, in the last five fixtures. Did you know that? I love to know. I thought you were going to say overall. I was going to be like, what? <laughs> oh, no. In the last five, yeah, fifth highest, which is he's sort of back to Popey of last season, the Popey I know and love. Yeah. And he's, he's he's a steal, Kieran, absolute steal of 4. Uh, sorry, 5.4 million. Do you agree? Not really. Not but, really? Yeah. Why not? It's 5.4 million. You wouldn't spend that for an Edison, would you? So how much? Yeah, but Edison's well, maybe, maybe way expensive. Would. Six million. Well, like, well, okay, so like a Mendy. Mendy's like five zero or something. Yeah, but he, for Chelsea. But Pope gets Pope gets bonus points and saves. Mm. Mendy just lets goals in. Recently. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's true. Anyway, all right. So maybe not for Pope for you, but for me definitely. Um, 
Talk to me about Chelsea because they obviously, like you say, had their first game under two cal the other night. They've got another blank, Werner blanked again. They play did they didn't they play a strange formation? Did they play three at the back? Yeah, they wing backed it up. Um yeah, so their XG of four point six five. Mm. They've only scored two in the last four weeks, which is obviously pretty damn bad. Um and their XGC of six point two five and they conceded five, so it's it's not good either. Um yeah, speaking of FPL assets, like Werner wasn't in the team, James Mount, Zuma, all of those instantly kicked out of um Lampard's Chelsea mm. and not in the team last week uh, last night. So um yeah, you owned James, probably weren't expecting that because I thought he I thought Tuka would like him, honestly. Mm. Um and, and Chilwell was the only sort of normal one that you'd expect to, to come in from the defence, um, other than uh Thiago Silva, who obviously he's gonna like because he was uh, there with PSG. Um but yeah, Chilwell, um, six point one million, mm. two point twenty two point seven percent owned, so still quite high. But three of the next four looked obviously really good: Burnley, Tottenham, Sheffield United, then Newcastle and Southampton. After that, not bad either. Um, he's had two goals, four assists, and six clean sheets this season, and it remains to be seen if he's nailed on. I suppose because um, obviously we don't really know. But yeah. two goals, as far as I'm I'm aware, was an avid rotator of fullbacks and um, wingbacks. Um, he did it a lot at PSG, uh, kind of like. Um, Pochettino was mm-hmm, with the top mm-hmm. the Spurs ones, so um, I'd be worried about getting him because he he might miss a few. He he could bring Alonso back, could bring Emerson back in the picture. Like who knows? But um, yeah, so in that one game, his average position was higher than any other game he'd ever had this season. What um, Chilwell's so against well, yeah, Chilwell's yeah. Um, so his he was about like I don't know, probably like ten yards further up the pitch mm. in his average sort of positioning. Um, and his average position in that game was basically a left forward. He was he was higher up than pretty much anyone else in the whole team. Yeah. Um, so that's that's not bad. Obviously, if you're watching that as a Chelsea as a Chilwell only, mm. you're like, yes, okay, this is great. Um, well, if they persist with his three stats... five two, three four two one or whatever it is, three five two, he could be great as a left wing left wing back. I, I think it kind of makes sense if you're going to play Aspilicueta as someone who could sort of drop in yeah. and, and be that sort of side that covers when someone like Chilwell goes really far forward, then then. Yeah, the mm. chill was great. Um, but yeah, stats, his stats-wise are actually really bad. So versus Wolves, he had three touches in the box, which is okay. But two crosses, none of them were successful. And he had one shot, mm-hmm. zero key passes, zero big chances created, and zero big chances himself. So um, yeah, it's um, not ideal viewing um, for his stats-wise. But um, I think he's definitely certainly uh, one to look at. But it's a shame he's 6.1 million, which is quite expensive. It but, is, isn't it? Um, but we know he's done uh, it already the, this season, don't we? We know he can Yeah, exactly. And the fixtures are there for you to to hold him at least. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd like to see him do something this week, and, and maybe I can bring him in for Sheffield United and, and Newcastle. Yeah, definitely. In, in no, a couple I, of time. I think they've got some good fixtures. Um, no, I think that's all right. I think Burnley haven't really got much more to say. I was surprised really that well, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Ben Mee led the way for shots in the box over the last five for Burnley with four, which is just sort of sums up how Sean Dyche likes to set up really. Anyway, let's talk about some some sexy teams. Leicester against Leeds should be a really good game because two, mm. I think two teams that want to attack at the core and like run like crazy for their managers. I think this could be quite a fun game, really. Yeah, I'm torn on it because it could go either way. Mm. And, and I've got Justin, I've got Meslier, Rodrigo, Bamford at the moment. So I'm I'm a lot riding really sure on this game for you. Which way I want to go with it? To be honest, I, Justin is like I'm looking at it like. He could easily get a clean sheet, but at the mm. same time, he could easily concede four. Um, so that's a worry. But then Bamford does not look good at the moment. Rodrigo's not looked great. Rafinha looked decent last game. Um, 
So I'm not sure on that one. Um, but I think it, it's probably going to be high scoring because both of them are doing well going forward. Yeah. Vardy may be back. I think he's he's only like maybe one or two games away from being back. Um, anyway, so yeah, Leicester, one official FPL red um, fixture difficulty ranking until week 30. So there's 10 weeks of them with a really good That's run. Good, uh, obviously worth investing because they're obviously they're like third mm-hmm, or second or fourth. So mm-hmm. they're in a title race still. You know, Leeds, Fulham, Wolves, Liverpool, Villa after that. Like Villa, Liverpool, obviously not easy either. So there are, there are teams in there that have are going to be sort of challenges for them. But, um, you know, you probably want to invest. I'm hoping Justin is still nailed on so I can just have him in my team and, and play him in these games. Uh, Pereira is back now, which is obviously a, a, a worry, but he's started the last one with Pereira being fit. Pereira came on and Justin didn't get taken off for him. So that's all good signs if you're Justin mm. like me. Um, and then Barnes, someone to talk about. Obviously, yeah, everyone's definitely. talking about Madison at the moment, but Barnes is ticking on mm. as well and, and way good. less ownership at 5.7%, uh, um, 6.8 million he is. Um, yeah, seven, eight, two, nine, six, six in the last six. So he's just ticking along. Um, seems to be more of an advanced goal threat than Madison is. But um, so yeah, stats wise, Barnes beats him in a lot of cases. The XG of one point eight versus one point zero three, mm-hmm. which is better. XA of zero point six six versus zero point one three, is beating him there. Big chances three versus one. Shots ten versus twelve. Key passes nine versus seven, and the touches in the box twenty one versus ten. So mm. yeah, Barnes seems like the the better pick, even though Madison seems to be getting all the limelight. Then. Yeah, no, I, like, I highlighted him at the start of the season because I thought he was, well, he had the great numbers, but he just mm. hadn't got many returns. But yeah, like you say, recently, he's really put it together. I mean, his assist the other night wasn't like your typical FPL assist because Tielemans had that sure, no. yeah, good yeah. shot and Pickford spilled it. But no, he has been playing really well. So fair play, and he had a good score, a bit like Madison in that double game week. And they've kind of proved a little bit that they can take the mantle from Vardy, who's not done a lot recently. I mean, Vardy was an absolute fluff up on a on a double game week, getting four <laughs> points. We, shouldn't actually, yeah. we didn't mention, actually, going back to it, which is probably no one's going to listen to this in the middle of the show, but we, did a, we didn't know who to captain for the double game week. So we actually, Kieran and I spun for it. <laughs> yeah. And we, well, you flipped a coin, I spun for it. And my option, I had four options, didn't I? Kevin, Salah, Vardy... And I can't remember who, Fernandez. That was it. And um, you just had Salah and KDB. And amazingly, we both had Salah. Some statistician will tell us what the probability of us both getting Salah is. But yeah, it was a bit boring, wasn't it? Anyway, that was enough on that one. Absolute fluff. Yeah, yeah, fluff on that. All right, Leeds. Um, three wins in the last five games. Um, so they're, they're on a bit of an upturn at the minute, but they've got Leicester, Everton, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, Wolves to come. Some tricky fixtures there. Um, it's been high scoring in their away games. 2.5 goals scored in the last five away matches, but they are way overperforming their XG, which surprised me a little bit. So 3.98 in the last five with seven goals scored, which is the biggest overperformance of any team in the league in that time. Um, they're looking a little bit tighter at the back. Eighth best for expected goals conceded in the last five. Um, I did note that they're on their set pieces, they've actually conceded 10 um, chances in the last five games, which is like three more than anyone else in the team or in the league. So Madison could be could benefit from that if he's on set pieces this weekend. Are they? Yeah. And they've got Evans, Soyuncu. Um, yeah. Was it Fofal? Did he get injured? I kind of felt like someone went off in the Everton game. Uh, indeed, he went off. Yeah, indeed, he went off. Okay, I can't quite yeah. remember who that was, but anyway, so they could be um, a, a bit um, in danger from that sort of area. What do you think on Bamford at the minute? 
He's dropped off. I was having a look at his numbers. Two big chances and nine shots in the box in the previous five game weeks. So before, in the five before that, he'd had double the amount of big chances with four and he'd had, well, about 25% more shots in the box with 13. Do you think he's he's tired or do you think it's just, why do you think he got subbed 59th minute the other day? Uh, Bielsa's like sort of done that before, hasn't he? When, mm-hmm. t- when players aren't looking good, he'll, he'll sub them out just no problem yeah. um, and I think that's all that was he, I don't think he was injured I think he just was just having a bad game and just didn't do anything mm. and so he just took him off um, but I mean just looking at his numbers like he did get two returns before the last three of two eight pointers so um, I don't know it's just I think if you're going to sell him now is a good time mm. to be honest a, a, a good a time as any with the fixtures coming up Leicester, Everton Palace is obviously a good game but Arsenal after that Wolves again who obviously good defensively Villa off that good defensively West Ham obviously good defensively at the moment as well so Leeds can score goals but but is Bamford going to get them like I, I'm hedging towards going towards Watkins mm. for just the getting on that Villa hype train a bit more but um, yeah I don't know it could be absolutely really stupid of me to sell him but um, yeah it, especially for a hit um, with his ownership so oh, high as well yeah I wish I'd, I'd kind of um done it last night and I could have just got rid of Rodrigo instead mm. um, but yeah I'm just I'm that point one short now which is the bane of, mm. of a field manager existence <laughs> but yeah. no, fair, that's fair um, well, Rafinha looked good as well didn't he I mean you not mm. considered Great the finish, yeah. tri- triple leads up on your team well I do have triple leads because I've got oh, Messi as do, well yeah. so. triple leads um, attack yeah Oof, no not no no way um, <laughs> strong a- anytime no. I've played Rod- Rodrigo he's done He's blocked Suchek's points <laughs> every uh. time. Yeah, so um, I've played him, I think, three times, and he's actually got a goal and assist two times. So he's only blanked once, and I think actually no, the blank was when I had him first bench instead of um, Suchek again. That was what it was. <laughs> so um, yeah, annoying. Mm. But um, I, Rodrigo seems to tick along at the moment he's not going to get any hauls and he's playing in midfield when he's a striker which isn't great he's out no. out of position reverse out of position but um yeah i don't know he's he's decent enough value i suppose at five seven yeah. all right well should we um move on to it's going to be difficult basically like keek said at the top of the show we're doing this before liverpool spurs so i feel like we're just going to be doing half of the analysis but yeah. west ham could welcome liverpool to um or could welcome Liverpool this weekend, being ahead of them in the league still. That's a Liverpool, I think, draw or lose tonight. I think that's right. So Yeah, we take the piss out of our mate for that because that's pretty funny. <laughs> but so. I think West Ham have just got to be credited as well because they've been, they've been great, really, really good. And um, obviously, like we've mentioned Suchet before, it's surprising he's not had more ownership, but he, I've stuck with him mm. and he's made his way into Isaiah. Sixth or seventh highest on the midfielder sort of overall point scoring list. Now he's he's he's, he's crept right up. He's, he's been your fourth mid for practically the whole season. Hasn't my he? fourth mid for the whole season. I mean, he's got yeah. three double digit returns in his last six games: ten, eleven, and fifteen. Surrounded by a three and a two and a two. I mean, that's that's ideally. He's one point behind Sterling for the season, one ahead of KDB. Now <laughs> it's mad. Uh, he's just just so tall. He is so tall. <laughs> like, just getting his head on everything, and then like. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I'm 
it's annoying I've not owned him and it's annoying that I bench him but I, I just every time I look at him I'm just like oh he's not going to score this week is he yeah. and then he just does, he just does. and it's just <laughs> and it's just, yeah I should never have put him second bench that was just so so stupid but um, I, I, yeah I'm going to play him this week because I don't think I really have a choice he'll so, probably score against Liverpool uh, yeah, I think he probably could. Yeah, Liverpool defence is pretty decimated right now, yeah. isn't it? So, um, and I think Fabinho might miss out as well tonight. So I don't know if he's he's that injured. So, yeah, Suchek um, against a uh, uh, Reese Williams and and a Henderson mm-hmm. maybe at the weekend could be really could good. Could be really good. Um, yeah, he's got seven goals for the season as well. Just and it's only just gone halfway stage for centre mid at five point three million. That's obviously really good. Played amazing. ninety minutes every single yep. game. Um, yeah, XG of 1.74 last four games. That's really good for 5.3 million. Uh, six shots, three big chances, one big one key pass as well. So he's, he's got some sort of assist potential too. Um, his XG is actually higher than Aubameyang, Sterling, Watkins, Cavani, <laughs> Foden. Love it. Yeah, list, I love it. This goes on. Yeah, he's crazy. He he was my. He's been a shining. I mean, if I didn't have Suchek's points this week, it would have been an utter disaster. It would have been around 15 or so. So praise the Lord. But he, 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 I've just been keeping faith with him. And you said right at the start of the season, even if you play him every week, he could always get a goal from a set piece against anyone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's just continued to do that. And like you say, the fact that he's played 90 minutes, he's. it's really funny because I look at my team and think, God, I'm still playing a five-point million player. But if his name wasn't... Oh, sorry. If he wasn't playing for West Ham and he wasn't five-point million... The fact that he sat around premium players playing for top four clubs, you just wouldn't have any hesitation putting him in based on his points. So, yeah, I'm happy happy to keep having him and he'll probably remain on the wild card, to be honest. So, more Suchek love yeah, for the rest, the rest of the yeah. season. Um, just, he's he's going to be he's gonna be like 6'5 next year and absolutely unplayable, which is... Um, yeah, definitely. You can't, you can't buy him for that much. No. Well, can you? I mean, <laughs> maybe. I but, did, but, did you see they slapped yeah. six million on Odengard? Or whatever yeah, it's, it's a bit expensive, isn't it? It's a bit expensive. He's... Although I think it's kind of fair, but it's, when Saka's doing bits yeah. for less, there's, you'd never pick him. Exactly. It's weird, isn't it? Um, it's a bit hard to preview the Liverpool game, so let's just say they failed to score in the last four games um, and Salah has been blanking since God knows when in the league. But... He scored in the FA Cup. Do you think that's going to give him confidence heading into tonight? Do you think Liverpool are going to bounce I think, back? And I think win? he scores. I think. Yeah, I don't know about win, but I think he scores tonight. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it's been quite an open I hope game? So. Yeah, I'm not sure about open, but uh, yeah, I think he scores. You say you hope he scores. Like, isn't that going to be a killer on? I don't know. Effective ownership on people that have captained him for the rank. Uh, should just be dead teams. I imagine anyone that's like sort of invested now yeah. I think wouldn't have captain Salah this week That's so and and I'm high enough up in the rank that dead teams shouldn't really affect me mm. too much so okay yeah I think I'll be okay all right so that makes sense all right so I, I kind of think it's I think Liverpool are gonna have a bit of a comeback tonight I kind of fancy them to fancy them to win but you know I've been wrong before so we'll see um could Trent finally have a good game maybe maybe, maybe. it's eight o'clock yeah. isn't it kickoff tonight yeah, against Davies, who's obviously regular and I think is injured for a couple of weeks now. So, so Davies back in there, and, and Davies is pretty poor. Mm. So let's see. All right, so last game of the game week features the other team playing tonight: Liverpool. Oh, sorry, Spurs. Um, Brighton welcome them to the Annex. Is there any much, yep. anything much to say on on Brighton? Really? Not, not really. Their fixtures are, are pretty tough: Tottenham, Liverpool, Burnley. Obviously, not going to be great for for goals in that maybe a clean sheet possibly but Villa as well after that mm. and then Crystal Palace so 
yeah, four the next three look um or three of the next four look pretty rough. Um XG of 5.06, four scored, yeah, meh. Uh, XGC of 5.48 with four conceded, yeah, fine. Um, Mope, I mean, their highest scoring player on 71.719-2 last four weeks, which isn't too bad, actually. Um, but he's just so inconsistent, and he went on a run of 10 blanks in a row from yeah. game 5 to 15 as well. So, But his XG of 2.23 is, is pretty damn high. XA of 0.2. Seven nine as well. Ten shots, four big chances, three key passes, and one big chance created. So, nice. if that's those stats belong to someone like Vardy, yeah, I think we'd we'd all be like, oh yeah, okay, let's let's get on Vardy. He's looking great right Definitely. now. So, um, but you know, I'm just never going to pick him because it's Mopai and he's and he's terrible. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. No one from Brighton's really interested me for, well, probably for the season to be honest. They had like the first two yeah. good games, but yeah, forgotten. About I owned them. um. I've owned Basuma is just a 4.5 and that's it. No, no mm. one else the whole time. And Lamptey's just gone absolutely missing with that hamstring injury. Oh, God, yeah. Usually is only like, what, like four weeks usually a hamstring, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that, four to five weeks. And he's been gone since week 13 now. Yeah. So As long as we have. Quite a while. Maybe he'll be, maybe yeah, he'll be exactly, back this yeah. weekend like us. Yeah. Um, on, the sun, on the Sun side of things, on the Spurs side of things, Sun, do you see his ownership's gone back up to 60% now KDB out? Most of the transfers went that way. So he's... he's yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I, I should have gone that way. I should have got the hit from Rashford to, to Sun. Um, What's the price difference between to, those I was, two? Uh, I think Rashford's like 9.3 or something oh, okay. like that. Or 9.6 and, and then Sun's like 9.7-ish. Nine seven, seven, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's not much. Okay, there's a little bit in it. But yeah, no, he's yeah. like they say, he's back up to sixty percent ownership, three returns in the last five. And Kane is looking at the overall score. I can't believe how many far out right in front in the striker category. He's thirty points ahead of the next best, and he's had four returns in his last six, three goals and three. I do think, just preview or just as we talk through this, I think if I'm going to have a, a chief midfield, Harry Kane's going to be a, a must in the team. To be honest, yeah, has to be. yeah and I think he, he's still. I think he's still joint top point scorer. Um, in the in the league or sort of in FPL terms this season, so yeah, going to get back on him. I think it's it's weird, you know. I, I haven't owned him the whole season, mm. and apart from the free hit where he got me a goal, which is fine. Um, but I don't I don't have the Kane fear for some reason. Every mm. time I'm just like, eh, it's just it's just Kane. I don't. But he's he's so far ahead, yeah. of and it's like I'm having a decent ish season now at 150k, mm. and um and I. I haven't owned Kane at all. That's weird, isn't it? it just shows that you can get points from other people. And yeah. Sun, I think I should definitely get Sun back in because because that is the setup of my team as mm. of, of a power midfield. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm happy to go back to Sun. Um, and uh, although maybe I should just get a cheapy like a Saka and, and get a, a Bamford up to Kane, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not not interested yeah. in Kane. And he's got a high ownership as well. He's fifty percent, so he's like one of the old, no, I think he's forty eight. I think he's about the third or fourth highest owned player in the game. So, yeah, it's, it's strange that you don't feel the, I suppose, the negative impact. And good, I guess, that you don't as well. Uh, as soon as that Twitter notification for Sun Goal Kane assist comes up, I, I know that the, the green is instantly it's turning to red. red tonight. That arrow's flipping. Uh, yeah. Oh, funny. All right. Um, that wraps it up, I suppose, for the main show. We'll just go over just the captaincy then. It sounds like, well, you've had your armband on Sterling of the whole show. In the preview, yeah, it's on Sterling at the moment. Um, Cancelo could get Ooh. it as well. To be Ooh. honest, um, might might be ch- chasing points a little bit. Mm. Um, but then Salah, I think if he gets anything tonight, I think uh, West Ham have looked good, but I don't think they're good enough to keep Liverpool out. So, so it could go to Salah. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's pretty fair. I think if I mean, like I say, my I I will probably do a Man City uh, midfielder in 
this week and then it will probably be a, a toss-up between a Man City defender and a Man City midfielder. The thing with the defenders is you'd hope that Cancelo starts again this weekend because he would be... Mm. He'll be really juicy, but it's just always that fear that he might get benched and come on for a point. Yeah, the actual worry for Sterling as well is he's he played 90, whereas Bernardo, Foden and Gundogan uh, mm. came off early. So mm. I don't know if Sterling's um, going to be benched. I mean, I hope not. I don't think he will be, but, but there's that You just doubt. never know, do you? And, and if you get Gundogan, are you... Are you you yeah, had I'd probably captain. Yeah, captain you are. Yeah, because yeah. it's another one of those things about just take the price away from the player. Because the only probably yeah. reason you wouldn't captain him is because of the price, but based on form and like long, I suppose, um, yeah, form over like six games, that's enough to make a good decision on. I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, um, thanks everyone for sticking with us. It's good to be good to be back doing a show. I feel a bit rusty from it, but yeah, good to be back. And we'll be back um, next week, um, I believe, with our, our preview show for game week twenty-two. Uh, until that time, more content coming up later in the week uh, for the captaincy and differentials video. So keep an eye for that. It's goodbye from me. Cheers, everyone.